0: Hello and welcome to Your Best Self podcast, my name is Heather, I am a mum, I am a shift worker, I am also an online coach and this podcast is here to help you navigate the craziness of life without forgetting about you. I want to show you how you fit in and how you can feel your best at work and at home, not just for yourself but for everybody around you. So if you resonate with any of this, then this podcast is for you. It's going to be jam-packed with practical tips and advice that you can action today for results. If you enjoy this, please like, subscribe, rate and send it on to a friend or even better, into a WhatsApp group chat. This is going to help me help as many women as possible feel their absolute best selves. So I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Your Best Self podcast. I hope that you are all well and having lovely mornings, afternoons, evenings, just generally having lovely days whenever you're listening to this episode. Apologies um, for how I sound, because I am not feeling my best self. Um, I am post night shift and uh, yeah, I think I'm getting the lurky that everybody seems to be having, which is fun. So apologies in advance. Um... I might sound a little bit sexy and sultry <clears throat> throughout this podcast and I will try not to cough and sneeze into the mic as well. So we have a client Q&A episode. Um so these are the ones, the struggles, and the questions from this week's check-in. So thank you so much to everybody who has checked in. There has been some, like as always, some incredible ones. Like, I know that we are in a busy time of year. Um, I know not everybody is feeling it, not everybody is feeling motivated to show up to tick off the things they need to do, they are feeling the stress, they're feeling the overwhelm, I am feeling it also, but you guys are still committing and you're still showing up and you're doing what you can, which I absolutely love. So I'm going to do the usual format, we're going to run through the winds, I really did try to whittle this down but... I, sh- I can't. I find it really difficult to take away some wins because I think these are just fucking awesome. So I'm just going to go through them very quickly um, and I'm also going to put them up on uh Instagram post as well because I really want to shout out these wins from the rooftop because I think that you guys are all fucking incredible. Um, and then we'll go through the struggles. There has been a few kind of common struggles this week um, and then we have some questions. So this might be a long one again, guys. Apologies. Buckle in. Let's get going. Um. one, number one, I've hit my steps every day, even when away for the weekend. I haven't, fit the fu- I haven't hit the fuck it button, even though I've been close to it. I love this. Okay, so this person is new. Okay. And when we are going through mindset changes, moving away from all nothing, moving away from the narrative that we're maybe telling ourselves, the stories that we're telling ourselves, that we maybe told ourselves before, like, oh, you're away for the weekend. You know, you're, you've ate a little bit more, you've fucked it, and you might as well just do nothing. Like... It can be very easy to fall into that narrative, to, to start to believe that limiting belief, to go back into that mindset because it's it's what we know, okay? It's the habit, it's the norm, it's where we feel safe, alright? But pushing through that is going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. We're pushing out our comfort zone, we're pushing out the things that we know um are not serving us anymore and that is going to feel uncomfortable to start with all right so this person has been close to it she's felt that pull of the fuck it button and just been like i'm just going to worry about this next week i'm away i'm away for the weekend what can i do well do you know what like yes i might not hit all my nutrition targets but i can hit my steps and i'm going to push to do that and that is finding um space in that messy middle ground moving away from those extremes and it's where we need to be at this time of year especially And it's going to help us build momentum and consistency and move away from that all or nothing mindset that holds so many of us back, not just at this time of year. So if you can move away from it now and practice that, practice feeling uncomfortable in that messy middle ground, practice where where you fit in that messy middle ground, what you can do, what you can show up and still do, despite being super busy, despite knowing that you're not going to hit everything perfectly. And still move forward and feel like you're making progress and not hitting that fuck it button. Because it's hitting that fuck it button that's holding you back. Because then you end up not doing anything because you think, like, what is the point? And the point is, like, maybe only being able to do like a 20 minute workout. Maybe only being able to hit your protein. Maybe only being able to to eat two portions of fruit and veg instead of the five, okay? You're still shown up you're still ticking a box yes it's a smaller box but you it's every single one of these steps as a box you're ticking a box in the direction of the person that you're wanting to become okay so just because you can't do everything doesn't mean to say that you you don't you do nothing okay so we have to get out this mindset and that's why I love this one because she could have quite easily just convinced herself that there was no point but she didn't, she was close to it, but she didn't hit that fuck it button, which I think is incredible. So well done. Um next one. So it's been another hard week, but I've not given in to just binging, even though I've really wanted to. I stood in the scales at my dad's for the first time in weeks, and it looks as if I've lost four and a half kilos. So what I want to say about this one, so like do you know, like we, you know, i have going about the scale weight, and you know, i have going about how we can't focus on the scale weight. But do you know what? Like we still have to celebrate the scale weight, the scale weights away as well. Okay, this the scale losses, um, because like losing four and a half kilos is incredible. That is, and it's it's testament to the changes that you're making. Um, I know that this person is going through a particularly tough time. All right, and the easiest, safest, most comfortable option. Would be for her to turn to food because it's what she's done in the past, but she's not okay. She's not, um, she's not giving in to binging. What I do want to say about the word binge, so we have to get we have to get very intentional with the language that we use around food. So I speak about that a lot about good and bad foods, um, about the language we use around that. But we also want to get um intentional with the language we're using about like overeating and binging okay because there is a difference so the difference between over I, I don't want to say just overeating okay because I know for a lot of people when you're working with your on your relationship with food and you do overeat and you go through periods where you are overeating and you don't feel good about it you don't feel comfortable in yourself um you're annoyed at yourself like it's not just overeating and I get that so please don't think that I'm playing this down okay I'm not but if we are comparing that to binge eating they're not the same Okay, so, and the reason I, I want you to have a think about where that, that is for you is because if you are binging and you're binge eating, that is, uh, um, like, it's kind of classed as disordered eating slash eating disorder depending on the severity for you, okay? And in those circumstances, like, you, I am not qualified to help, okay? So if you do think that you're binge eating, then you need to let me know because you might need a little bit more support than what I can give you, um, either from a therapist or potentially somebody who is more qualified in eating disorders, okay? The difference between overeating episodes or overindulgent episodes and binge eating um, is the control that you feel over them. So, um, if you are... Binging, so if you are, you are binge eating, then you are going to feel zero control, and it doesn't even matter the amount of food that you eat, okay? Because binge eating is subjective as well, so um, it's the control that you feel. So in the most extreme circumstances, if somebody was to stand there, like and basically threaten your life. You still could not stop. You feel like you have zero control of what you're doing, and you are just shoveling food into your mouth with no control. Um, couldn't stop even if you wanted to, um, and like to try and kind of like basically until you're you're feeling sick or you are sick. All right, um, that's probably what that's binging, overeating episodes, um, overindulging episodes, as like you you do eat more than you planned or. Um, like you, you eat a lot more food in one sitting. Um, and but if somebody was to, if somebody was to threaten your life, you could be like, yeah, I could stop. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I could put this down and move away and like and stop if somebody asked me to. Like you'd have a bit, you have control over it. Um, you don't feel there's like a lack of control. You don't feel like it's like you're out of your body like binge eating. That is a difference. Okay, and so if you're not binge eating, like, please try to move away from that language. And I get, like, it's been made, like, it's been made, I was going to say, like, cool, it's not cool, but it's been made more common by, like, binge drinking, um, or binging episodes on Netflix. So I get why people say that, but I do think when it comes to, like, food and eating, like, if you're telling somebody that you're binge eating, like, that is, that is an eating disorder. Um... So if you're not, it's not like like, like I say this guy. it's not playing it down, but it's just being very, very intentional with the language that you're using. And also, like, if you're doing that, it could be a little bit, like, better, po- more positive mindset around about it. So if you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I binge, ate, I binge ate last night, but no, I overate a little bit. Like and you can and you can see the difference in that and it might be a it might be a bit of a more positive reframe on it. It might not make you feel as like guilty and as is shameful. You might not be as inclined to not show up the following day if you're doing that. So that's why I wanted to bring that up this week, okay? So it is incredible. It is incredible that you have not turned to food, even though you've really wanted to and you've had such a tough couple of weeks. Um, but just be a little bit um wary of like just how you're wording it if you're not see if you do feel that you've got zero control when you when you are binging please get in touch and we can have a more in-depth chat about it this goes for anybody listening um and we can have a more in-depth chat about it and if you don't if and then you might like I might not be able to give you the support that you need but I can point me in the direction of people that can um next one so I made sure I would not be working as much over Christmas I decided to maintain this and take for myself and I have stuck to it. I can't describe how much fun I've had decorating the house for Christmas. I was secretly glad my Christmas arch fell down so I could just do it all over again. I just love being creative, and I've just discovered this really makes me happy, even in the rain. I absolutely love this. Okay, so this person ha- um, is a hairdresser. So you know how crazy busy like there's some hairdressers and some there's some people in the, in the beauty industry. Industry is that the is that the right term for it? Sorry guys, if it's not, please um, feel free to get in touch and shoot me down. Um, But you guys are so busy in the lead up because everybody wants to get their hair done, their nails done, their Botox, um, in the lead up to Christmas. So you guys are full on. So being able to have already pre-planned that time off and still stick to that boundary and stick to it and take that time for you is incredible. I love it. So proud of you for doing that. And also getting creative. So I love that you found this outlet. Um, and I feel like it's something that you should continue to do, all right? And I think it's something we could all do. Like, all, because see, when we get like that, when that creative side of our mind is in play, it's a really nice time to switch off. And we're not really thinking about a lot of other things going on. And um, we're just maybe, maybe concentrating on what we've got, like what we're doing in front of us. And it's, um, I think it's a lot of times like when you think about, like when you have your best ideas or when things like get have a little bit of clarity. It's, it's usually in times where you're switching off, potentially unintentionally. potentially unintentionally. <laughs> um. So thinking about like maybe when you're out for a walk or when you're in the shower, like I get my best ideas when I'm in the shower or when I'm out for a walk. And I don't think that's constant. I think it's because we are like just pottering about or just like um, you you, you are forced to kind of slow down and I think when you find a creative outlet you can it really helps you to do this now I am not a very creative like I'm not like I, I can't really draw like I can't do like a lot of like, like this, this person's Christmas arch was incredible like I wouldn't be able to do stuff like that I'm not that creative but things like if you're the same as me Things that actually, like, busy your hands. Um, things like paint them, um, like, colouring in books. Like, I actually quite like colouring some of the kids' stuff with them because it just gives me a chance to switch off. I'm using my hands. I'm not on my phone. I am getting creative, like, and, like, doing something with them as well, which I, I love. But um, there is other ways to kind of find that creative outlet, outlet like, without doing... Like super creative stuff. If you're like, oh, I'm not creative, but I would get like for anybody like, listening, thinking, God, that's a really good idea. Like I would just get curious with it, and um, because I think you'll feel that you'll find that for people who struggle to take like a struggle with mindfulness and to struggle like actually sitting with their thoughts, this can be a really nice stepping stone for you to get that like, give that brain some shut off, some downtime, and um, without doing nothing. Cause I know, like I really struggle with that. Like I have to force myself to do that. Um. So this could be like a nice stepping stone for you. Um. Next one. So I went on a walk with my hobby on Sunday. It was only planned to go for twenty to thirty minutes. We chose to add on and to add on extra. Then I'd rush home to do the housework and ended up for an hour and fifty minutes. In brackets, five miles. Incredible. The, you could be telling yourself like that story, that internal dialogue. I need to go home to do the housework. I need to go home to do the housework. I need to go home to do this, do that. X Y. We're busy. We're stressed. Blah blah blah. blah. But you've not, you've decided that you know what the housework can wait, because housework can wait, guys, it can, okay. Um and you've decided to spend more quality time with your husband and go out a longer walk, which I absolutely love. Um next one. So I knew it was going to be a struggle time-wise to fit in a full hour workout. Um got up, did it anyway, just missed the finish, I feel great for it. I love this guy, so you know, like I said this before, like you don't have to do the full workout. Like, if you've only got forty minutes, set your for 40 minutes. Do what you can in that forty minutes, and then don't like don't be like oh that was what's the point in doing it because I'm gonna I'm not gonna be able to do the finish or I'm not gonna be able to do this and that. Like I said at the start, like twenty minutes, a twenty minute, a ten minute workout, a twenty minute workout, like it's all ticking a box towards the person you want to be. Okay, these all these are things that are going to like add up over time. All right, and I think actually getting out of that perfectionist mindset, getting out of that all or nothing mindset, pushing yourself to do forty minutes, even though the workouts an hour, for example, getting used to doing that, and getting okay with doing that, seeing that nothing bad happens, that you're still going to get results by doing that, like, we need to keep, we need to keep doing that, showing up, and it is about consistency, not perfection, and we need to remember this. Um, next one, so on the days I was feeling well, I managed to hit protein under calories, weight loss, feeling better in myself. I've totally butchered that, but basically this person wasn't feeling well, but, on the days that she was feeling well, she's, she's been showing up, she's been hitting her the negotiables hit her protein, she's been under her calories, um, she's lost some weight and she's also feeling better in, her, in herself as well. So even though she's been ill, she's still feeling better within herself. She's still showing up, ticking boxes, um, feeling like ticking boxes towards her better self, knowing that this is a journey, knowing that she needs to do this every day, despite how she's feeling. Love it. Fucking love it. Um, Next one. So, it was my birthday at the weekend and in low, I had an extra piece of cake. I stuck to the plan. I feel like the old habits are disappearing and the healthier ones are becoming the norm again. Um, I've not touched any chocolate or cakes in work and it didn't even bother me. I love this. I love it. So, feeling like habits are changing. Now, it, this is going to be a lot about breaking bad habits, building, building habits. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not. We're going to have to continue to um be intentional with that, especially at the start. But... I love that she's starting to notice um, like little changes and it's um, like even regardless of being a birthday she's, like she still gave herself permission to have a little bit like more indulgent food which you absolutely can because it's your birthday um, but she's still like sticking to the plan the majority of the time and remember that it's like your actions um, and behaviours over time averages the average of these are going to um, dictate results not like one day. And again, it's it's moving away from that perfectionist all or nothing mentality and finding consistency. The thing I love about this as well, she's not touched any chocolates and cake in work um, and it didn't even bother her. So there's, there's, there's that mindset shift, okay? So it is not about restricting. It's not about saying you can't have this, you can't have that, don't touch them, you're on a diet, blah, 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 blah. It's not, it's like the cakes and chocolates are there. If I want them, I can have them, but I don't. So, and it's not bothering me. That is the mindset shift. That's what we want to get into because if you're starting to tell yourself you can't have that, you can't have this, you can't have that, it's restriction. You're going to feel hard done by. You're going to feel deprived and that is going to push these negative feelings and we all know that we do not like these negative emotions. We do not like to feel these. They make us feel uncomfortable. So then therefore we will like turn to food, over-exercise, like turn to the, the habits that potentially weren't serving us in the past um to numb or suppress these emotions so it is all about mindset guys all about mindset um next one so I stayed within my calories for the full week usually I give up and stop tracking so I have no idea what I've eaten again like this is a limiting probably a little bit of a limiting belief a little bit of a mindset thing like she's been in the past knowing this about herself so known like you know, I'm just so if I stop tracking and I don't put it in like my fitness pal, Coonus, whatever you're tracking, then nobody's gonna know. But that, like, the most accurate tracker that you have that's out there is your body. Like, so even if you don't put it in, you're not, you're, you're cheating yourself, really. Like, harsh truth here, you're cheating yourself, you're not cheating anybody else, like, and you're not getting a feel an um, overview of like what you're consuming, even if you don't put it into pal. So sometimes there's a little bit of fear of, fear of judgment. So potentially if you've had a coach in the past who used to judge a society for what you've eaten, you might be less likely to put that in because you think, oh, well, if they don't know, then, you know, it's, it's just, it's my little secret. Nobody else is going to know. There's a fear of judgment um, or there's like a- another limiting belief there. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, like, so I think there's potentially there, there was a little bit of a mindset or like limiting belief there in the, in the past. Um, but I love that, um, you haven't gave up, like, you haven't stopped tracking. I know that you've also been enjoying like a Chinese, you've enjoyed a glass of wine, and you've still made progress as well. So, what I'm hoping is that this is giving you the confidence to know that you can still include these and. Reach your goals, okay. Regardless of what a coach in the past has told you, like, it is, you can do both of these. You can be a healthy person and enjoy a takeaway and a glass of wine, okay? They are not opposites. They they exist in the same realm, in the same spectrum, okay? It's about finding that middle ground, finding that consistency. Um, next one. Accepting that I am unwell this week and resting. A good time to write Christmas cards and finish my online shopping. I love this. Now this person has been so, so, so consistent since April so consistent one of the most consistent people i have worked with okay a week off is not going to make any difference all right and as for some of us giving ourselves permission to rest because feeling guilty um for resting is doing you no good pushing yourself to do workouts when you're unwell is doing you no good you are just going to dig yourself a deeper hole you're going to be unwell for longer um and yeah, no good is going to come for that. So, yeah, accept that you're unreal, okay? Give yourself permission to have that little bit more rest this week. Recover, recuperate, come back. Like, buzzing for training, buzzing for non-negotiables, buzzing for all the old habits that you're missing right now, but it shows they're part of your lifestyle now, Um, next week or the week after, whenever you're feeling better. Um, and that reframe as well. So, do you know what? You've got a little bit of extra time this this week. So, do you know, write some Christmas cards, do some online shopping, like put that time to a more productive and like um, better use and you're not going to feel as guilty because like I say give yourself permission to rest, but I know like it is difficult to do that, whereas if you've reframed that and you're doing you're being productive with this rest time, um then that-, that sometimes can make you feel a little bit better about it. Um, oh gosh, guys, I've still got quite a lot of wins. What time are we at? Right, I'm going to do a couple more. Okay. Right, so I feel like I had some aha moments listening to your podcast about why we manage healthy habits better when we have a coach. So thank you to whoever asked that question. I actually forgot to put this in the group, but I was asked such an amazing, insightful question last week, and I recorded a little, it was about like 20 minutes, um, it was a previous episode. About it, okay. Um, it made me want to dig deeper and be honest with myself about my struggles and not just surface level. Love it, love it. Journals, guys, get those notepad, notepads out, get the notes out on your phone. Um, I've had to drag myself back on track after being ill and then going through my period. But the last two days I've managed my water and steps and today I got five fruit and veg in. I've definitely up my steps average. I've got 14,000 some days, which is unheard of for me and my pedometer is actually quite stingy. It doesn't overestimate at all. Like, I love this. So, a lot of this coaching, a lot of this plan, it is going to, like like I said before, mindset is everything. It is going to make you think about what you've did in the past, what mindsets you've got, what limiting beliefs you've got, what has hold, held you back in the past, okay? It's so far away from just calories or just a meal structure and, like, steps and workouts. And I'm really fucking proud of, like, what my coaching is. I feel like when you do this mindset work, when you really delve deep into it, you get so much more out of it. Because these are the results that are going to... um. Oh, these are the, the, the work you do in your mindset is not just gonna get you fat loss fat loss results. It is going to um change your life. It's going to get you it's going to move you into the direction of the person that you want to be. You're going to have a more positive outlook on life. You're going to feel that you you can show up like for yourself every single day. You're going to know your triggers. You're going to know what has held you back in the past. You're going to know the action steps you need to do to move you from that. Yes, that is going to probably um make you feel quite uncomfortable, especially at the start. It's going to make you quite make you feel quite seen. But you cannot expect growth unless you push yourself out of your comfort zone. You cannot expect to make changes if you are not willing to make changes um and if you do feel like you're stuck and you're stuck in the same cycle um then you you are going to have to dig a little bit deeper um and that's why like we're going to have a big focus in in the in 2024 on mindset okay i'm speaking to a couple of people um about mindset like work, mindset lectures, um, CBT, different bits and bobs that are, that is really going to help you or anybody really. It's going to help absolutely everybody and I firmly believe that. It's why a lot of my coaching is going, it uh, uh, emphasises on mindset okay. So I love that you've dug a little bit deeper and you've been really honest okay because sometimes we will just bury our heads in the sand. It's not a me problem um, or you'll start to blame other people like, it's ex's fault for keeping bringing in cake into the office. Or it's, um, like, well, let's just, like, I was going to say the kids. It's not the kids' fault, but you could use the kids as your excuse. And I get, like, other okay, kids, you know, I've got kids, like, so, um, I know how difficult it can be to work out. And we were having this conversation, like, me and my husband, um, the other week. We were saying, like, um... Because for me, like, I work out at home, okay? Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Like, I I programme home workouts and stuff, but my preferred place to train would be in the gym, all day, every day. Like, if I had the choice, um, I would be in the gym. I would. But I don't. Um, I need to do... If I was... Because I want to make progress, I want to continue to see growth, um, I have to do it from home. Um, And... I can't remember where I was going with this conversation. Oh, yeah, 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 kids. So I could I could be like, well, do you know what? Like, I I, I, I absolutely hate training at home and because of the kids and stuff, I just can't, I, I just can't do it. So I'm just not, like, but what is the other option? You're just not going to do anything for, like, Three four years until the kids are at school or the kids are in nursery and you've got a little bit more time. Like no, of course you're not. You still you still want to make these changes. Like I say, nothing changes if nothing changes. So it is about realising that sometimes you are using things as an excuse when they are not a valid excuse. And I get that that can be an uncomfortable conversation to have either with yourself or with me or with somebody else, like with your husband or your partner. Like that can be uncomfortable. But you're not going to make these changes unless you make unless you like have these conversations or realise that you are holding yourself back, um, and it is about digging deeper. It is about being honest with yourself, taking that honest reflection. Like I don't have, like you don't have time. Okay, well let's have an honest reflection on your week do you have time, could you fit in 10-20 minutes, like hands up, the, the answer might be no or the answer might be well do you know what, I do actually sit on my phone for 20 minutes in the morning before the kids get up and scroll, like I could be doing something productive in there, like and again it's not me judging, it's not me chastising. it's not me saying oh my god like, yeah you absolutely could, like what are you doing, no it's about bit like, it is a bit like right okay well yeah I am holding myself back a little bit that is going to be uncomfortable, it is. But you're not going to grow and move forward unless you, like, take your head out of the sand and just have these realisations. Now, I know this time of year is particularly busy, okay? Um, I know that you guys do have less time. You do have more socialising going on. I am fully aware of that. Um, But it is... Sometimes you... Oh, excuse me. Sometimes you're just having that reflection and then being like, okay, well, do you know what next week or the week after some changes are going to be made all right and it's not about oh fuck it like well i'll, I'll worry about in a couple of weeks let's just go yolo the now but it's a bit like right, well I, I i know that things need to change um potentially now is not the time to actually go balls deep into it but i am going to have like that realization is there i know where i'm holding myself back i am going to make these changes all right now they don't have to be big changes to start with we can build in these um but it is about like this person's dead like digging deeper and just being honest um and not just thinking about surface level. All right, um, right guys, I am going to put the rest of these incredible ones into an Instagram post and pop them up on my um grids because they're too fucking good not to share with the world. Right struggles. So like I say, we have had quite a lot of struggles. Um similar struggles this week. So let's let's dive right in. So. Snacking slash mindless eating has came up a lot. Okay, so a couple of struggles. So I've struggled with snacking. Didn't go a good food shop. Planning to be organised. Sharing my weekly meals is one of the advent calendars which I have also enjoyed. How good is this advent calendar, by the way? I'm fucking loving this. WhatsApp group? But everybody sharing their stuff. It's great. Um, next another struggle. So not prioritise prepping meals, um, or making sure that I've got good snacks in. Um, I think it's because sleep has been awful. We're going to chat about sleep because that's came up a lot as well um a terrible snacking week availability stress business um all mean it's been easier to grab a biscuit or three um so and then the last kind of struggle with this is feels as if I really struggled this week mindlessly eating things without tracking them just having a celebration at work not planning or weighing my main meals just half arse things um, right, so snacking, the thing about snacking, it is not inherently bag, bad, but what a lot of you have realised is, it is often done mindlessly, okay, and these mindless snacks can add up throughout the day, okay, and they are going to have an impact on your calories, which will have an impact on fat loss, even maintenance, if you did maintenance just now, they could push you into surplus, so you could be, um, over. if you were to continue doing this over time, you would gain body fat, okay. But they also, um, I think, impact your enjoyment of your main meals. Um, the hunger that you have, the choices that you make at your main meals. Um, they probably imp- imp- impact a little bit like how you're showing up, how you're feeling. Because I know like when I have a day where I'm just mindlessly snacking and mindlessly grazing, I feel sluggish, I don't feel great, I don't feel like I'm firing all cylinders, I don't feel like I've got that ba va I just feel a bit meh. And that impacts how I show up for other things. It impacts like me, the likelihood of me going for a workout or me going for steps or me making good choices at the next meal. It can have a knock-on effect in my full day. So, um, yes, like snacking is not inherently bad. But what I would do, especially if you know that you are a snacker and you do like to mindlessly snack, is I would just make the main meals the focus, okay? Planning these as much as you can, prepping them as much as you can, um, because you're going to enjoy them more. And if you can reduce the snacking in between, so by focusing on high protein, um, lots of fruit and veg in there, um, lots of fibre, like whole grain carbs, you're going to be fuller for longer and there's going to be less likelihood of you snacking in between meals as well. Okay. a um, thing about availability. All right. So like guys, it's the time of year, isn't it? There is going to be a lot more available at the minute because it's Christmas. Like I spoke about in the webinar, like having that fuck yes rule okay so if you've not listened to it yet please have a go and have a listen to it but the fuck yes rule is like basically what it says in the time if there's something that you're offered or something that is there but you're like oh my god that is a fuck yes I am going to make some compromises in my day or my week so that I can include that do it do it enjoy it do it with no guilt okay um if you're like mm-hmm. I'm not really sure, like, or if you're just if you know that you're just mindlessly snacking or mindlessly picking up like um celebrations, then that's a fuck no, okay. So if it's not if it's a maybe or a like, mm, am I having that just because she's offering me that or because like he's went and got me this like um, guys that's a no it's a no okay. So you can be firm with your boundaries. You can be firm with saying no, no thank you, or maybe taking it taking it home. Maybe if you do decide to have it the next day, enjoying it later, like you can do that. Um. But it is about, um, like being quite firm with that, okay. And you can be firm and polite. So it is about setting that boundary. You don't have to tell anybody you're on a fat loss journey. You don't have to feel, tell anybody you're on your diet if you don't want to. You, you could, and again, I would be wary about the language that you're having. If you're saying to people, "Oh no, I can't have that," I'm being good, like. No, like we need to cause that. Then you're gonna feel resentful. You're gonna feel that like you're being deprived. Whereas you could just say, "Oh no, thank you. I'm not really. I don't really. I'm full from lunch, or I'm not really in the mood for that just now. I might see how I feel later. Kind of thing. Okay. Um, I still think is where well, we want want to be thinking about like our nutritional non-negotiables. We still want to be trying to have protein with every meal. We still want to be having trying to be having like some sort of color in our plate with every meal. Um, because that's just going to help us feel good. Um, and when we feel good, we are more, our mood's improved and we're more likely to um, want to make better decisions in all aspects of our life. And we, we will want to, uh, we'll be fuller, we'll want to snack less as well. So I, th- I still think trying to hit your nutritional non-negotiables, whatever they are for you at this time of year, Like, we have like non negotiable, we have to make that a non negotiable, even if that is dropping down to like protein with three out of four meals and like three portions of fruit and veg in your day. Okay, we still want to be hitting these, um, and kind of just setting yourself that goal for that. Okay, um, and yeah, like, like I was gonna say, like planning meals and prioritizing that's what I've got jotted down, but like. Just making it as easy for yourself, um, because you know we are going to be running into the week before Christmas. You're going to be busier. The stress is going to be higher. Um, but turning to food and snacking more is not going to make you feel better long term. So maybe just making like this person somebody said that um she's going to share the word with herself on Sunday and have been on it from Monday. Okay, so maybe just making sure that Sunday, regardless of how busy you are, maybe you just have an hour where you have some dedicated prep time. Um, because you know that it's going to have a much bigger impact on your the week and how you're showing up, especially if you're snacking, okay? And remember about your environment as well, all right? So there is going to be a lot of stuff here, right? if you know a lot more stuff out. So if you know that you're mindlessly snacking on the chocolates, the celebrations, the biscuits, like, is there things you can do in your environment? So if you're at home, is there things that you can do? Can you put them in cupboards, outside, out of mind? So that if when you go to the when you go to do it it's an intentional movement. And I'm not saying don't cut these things out, but I'm saying it's more intentional. You can get to the cupboards you'll be like, I'm hungry for this. Do I want this? Yes I do. Okay, I'm gonna take like a portion of them out and I'm gonna enjoy them at a time that like you can enjoy them. So it's not like running about crazy with the kids skipping lunch grabbing a couple of celebrations to keep you going no we need to start prioritizing meals we need to start prioritizing us it is about still enjoying them but maybe you do that when the kids are in bed and you're sitting in 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 front of the tv at night wrapping some presents okay you have a portion out that's fits within your goals and you enjoy them kind of thing okay so um the next struggle was not tracking slash sticking to your non-negotiables so This was a struggle. So husband's been home. He's offshore for Christmas and we've packed so much into this week. I've not been tracking or keeping up with non-negotiables. He's left tonight so I'm organised for tomorrow. Fresh start. I know that I shouldn't feel guilty for the past week but I do as I feel as if I was doing well. Okay so this is just a prime example of a week where you do like you want to take the, the foot off of your fat loss goals. Okay, and enjoy some quality family time, okay? Because your husband is working away. So you've packed probably, like, a full month of festive things into a week. So you shouldn't feel guilty for that. You shouldn't, all right? Because there are, we are going to have weeks like this, especially at this time of year, all right? I think, like, what you've said now, like, so your husband's now away, so you probably have a little bit more um time to kind of focus on. Well, I know you're super busy as well, but a, a little bit more time to maybe focus on your stuff okay so prepping your stuff like you'd maybe don't have as many like festive things with the kids and I think like for these weeks setting that expectation setting that realistic expectation that you know this week was going to be fun-filled festive family week um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with this and that's the mindset shift okay so if you have that expectation like this is going to be full of family um, things and fat loss takes a back seat okay so you're not getting to check-in week and being like, oh, there's been no progress in the scales. I feel like I'm taking, like, 10 steps back. I'm not moving forward. You'll be like, well, do you know what? I knew there was not going to be any progress in the scales this week because this week was dedicated to family, okay? Um, and then that's a mindset shift. So you can go into the following week in a more positive frame of mind. There is no guilt. There is no shame. There is no berating yourself. There's no feeling like you have failed, that, you are, that you're not moving forward, okay? Okay. And then by doing this, you basically just, like, you just, like I say you just as if it's nothing, but you, the, the more you do this and the more you change that mindset, you show up the following day and it's just, you're just hitting your non-negotiables the, the following day. Like, there really is no, like, overthinking it. Um, And if, if think about it, like, your year as a whole. This is why I need, I, I want you guys to think about the average of your actions and behaviours over time and even just taking it across a year. So maybe you just, you maybe you have, like, three or four weeks like this that are more family oriented like more family orientated like because your husband's off you or you're guys are away on holiday, etc. Four or five weeks out of your year is a such a small percentage if you are consistent with non-negotiables, consistent with showing up for you and your goals throughout the year, um these are going to make no impact, all right. So just remembering that it's about moving away from like that all or nothing mindset. And I know that you said this in your like your wins, it was like realising that you do have this all or nothing mindset, okay, that's holding you back, alright, I'm going to be blunt and honest with you, that mindset is holding you back. The reason it's holding you back is if you take this week for example, like because you've been all or nothing, you've felt like this week has been, like it's not been a great week and you're feeling guilty about it and that's going to impact potentially how you feel, like showing up for the following week, okay. Because if you feel more guilt and shame, like, you're going to be more inclined to just think, fuck it, I'm going to worry about this in January. But really, ultimately, like, ask yourself this question, is this what you want? Like, it's not, that's not, because you've you've signed up, you're, you're here with me coaching. It's not what you want, okay? And it's just going to start, start that vicious cycle again. So you're going to have like a quote unquote off it week. You're going to feel guilt. You're going to feel shame. You think, fuck it. I'm just like, I'll worry about it next week. And then that just continues, 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 okay? So instead, accept that this week wasn't the best for fat loss. That's okay. But think of the memories that you've made. How happy your kids were. The quality time that you spent with your husband um, before he goes offshore for Christmas. Um, The things that you're going to look back on in years to come and cherish, like, you're going to look back on these and not be like, oh, remember I ate that or I ate this and I felt really guilty for it. You're going to look back and be like, oh my God, remember we did this with the kids and look at them, they're so wee, look how cute they are. Like, that's the things that you're going to remember. Okay, so don't feel guilty for that, but have that realistic expectation because it's going to help you move away from the guilt, the shame and that all or nothing mindset. Um, so this week, focus on your non-negotiables. Remember that these are the things that are helping you show up. They're helping you feel good. Um, and they're helping you move forward towards your goal okay so the things that you do daily like I say they start like ticking these boxes day in day out they're moving you closer towards your goal okay that's what we have to focus on it's not the end goal focus on what we need to do it's like breaking the, breaking that end goal down because you're never going to reach that end goal unless you do the things that you need to do daily weekly monthly to chip away to get you there all right, and feeling guilty over having a, like a, an amazing, fun-filled family festive week um, is not moving you forward towards that goal. Um, so next set of struggles. So we had a, quite a lot of people struggling with hormones slash periods slash mood. All right. Um. So. I feel so down, stuck in a rut after being ill, and then having my period. So my cycle is so short; it's basically a week of feeling low energy, a bit down, hopeless, sometimes anxious. A week of feeling great, full of energy, and then a week where it's kind of neutral, and then it all starts again. So when I have the full energy week, I'm prepping veggies, managing workouts, but when I'm in that low phase, it only takes one life struggle, like the kids being ill, off school, up for the night, and I'm throwing all my healthy habits out the window and giving up on myself. Alright, I'm just going to focus on um, this one first, alright, so... The thing about your cycle like, is it's going to have an impact on your week and how you're feeling, okay? Everybody's cycle is going to be different. That's why I get you guys to track your cycle, track your symptoms. Um, and your cycle might change because like, your eggs have a three-month gestation. So when you start to make um, improvements, positive improvements to your lifestyle and your health, you might start to find that symptoms decrease. It might not happen, it might. But it's why we have to... Um, like I encourage you to track your cycle to track your symptoms because for this very reason so if you know this is how your cycle goes so you have low energy, full of energy, neutral and then it starts again we can use that information and we can take advantage of it Okay, so maybe we maximise those high energy weeks um, and those neutral weeks and even we um, pop in an extra workout here so instead of doing three workouts you do four workouts that means that low energy week Maybe you do one slash two workouts or you focus more on, um, like slower movements or you focus on steps and just getting outside and just moving your body in a really low intensity way on these weeks. So you're taking a little bit of the, the pressure off you, um, but we're using your cycle to your advantage. So it's, you feel empowered by it and you don't feel like it's just taking one little thing that's knocking you off completely, um. And I, I think we also have to remember, like, on these low energy weeks, like, her mood is going to be low as well, okay? And those hormonal changes, like, our mood is low. So, you say, you had said, like, you have, um, you feel a bit down, hopeless, sometimes anxious. Like, I know that week for me, like, I am so irrational the simplest of things that don't bother me are blown out of proportion um, and I am ready to I am ready to give up as well. Like I have these weeks as well. We all have these weeks. We all experience them. I'm not saying that that's going to make it easier, but sometimes it is nice to know that other people are in the same boat and we do this. But it's about giving yourself permission to show up even when you don't want to. So see these low mood weeks, like as hard as they are at the time, you know that next week you are going to feel different. So if you can just knuckle down and get through that week, still making some healthful choices, still make, showing up for yourself, you know that you're going to feel so much better the following week, mood-wise, cycle-wise, etc. But you're also going to feel so much better because you have shown up um, and you've done the things that you like, wanted to do. And sometimes like we have to rationalise the most irrational weeks. And I know that is super hard to do in in the moment, okay? Um But I think also, like, so if you can rationalise when you're feeling irrational, like, accept that that week is going to feel tough, but if you can um do the things you need to do and get through that, like, what are you going to be more grateful for the following week? Like, showing up and doing that or, um like, doing nothing? Like, I know exactly, like, I know what you're going to feel more proud of. Um, And maybe it just means reducing your non-negotiables in this week, like I said about workouts, reducing the amount of workouts you do, changing the workouts you do, make them more low intensity, make them more yoga based, um, more walking, like, you know, that's fine to do, like, you're not going to lose progress by having a a, a lower intensity week, especially if... um, Trying to fit in workouts and stuff is actually making you feel like you can't do anything, and it's given that it's giving you that sense of overwhelm, that sense of anxiety, and then you end up doing nothing. You end up doing nothing towards your goals. It's going to be much more beneficial for you if this is how your cycle impacts you to go for those more low intensity workouts, um, because that might still mean that you feel like you are more empowered, you're showing up, you're still ticking boxes, and that's going to have a big, bigger impact on like maybe your nutritional. Um, choices etc etc and in your mood as well because we know all know like a lot of these things are mindset and mood um, and by improving our mood we are going to be able to show up and do other things um, and like it's going to have it's going to have that snowball effect um right so the next struggle was i took another period this week after having one last week i need to go back to the doctors again as i'm trying hrt to help with the symptoms of perimenopause despite this though my bloating hasn't been as bad so this person has experienced quite a lot of bloating so i'm super super happy to hear that um that is that isn't as bad we've been kind of doing some lifestyle changes here as well because the thing about your bills is they are impacted by like hormones and stuff. So like part of your cycle um or different parts of your cycle are going to have an impact on like bloating, um, like your toilet habits, your digestion, etc., etc. Um, but also with your like your gut, things like stress has such a big impact. How you're eating your meals as well, if you're very like on the go, go go go. Like you're not sitting down, you're not chewing your food properly, you're not really being intentional with your meals. That is also going to have an impact as well. So we've been just doing a little bit of work on like stress, how stressed you feel, she feels eating her meals. Um, so you know it's it's hard to kind of pinpoint exactly what's making those changes or it's improving the bloating. But I'm just super happy to hear that that what you're doing is working as well. Um, and the thing I want to the pinpoint here is like HRT. So. If you are going through like perimenopause or menopause and you are on HRT, like especially to start, it is going to take a while for the dose, like it can take a while, sorry, for the dose to get right. So you have to keep going back to your doctor, okay? Keeping a diary of your your cycle and your your symptoms as well to feed back to them as well will be super, super helpful. Do not feel like you are a burden. Do not feel like you are bothering them if you are having um, if it is impacting you, it's impacting how you're showing up in life, it's impacting how you're feeling, um, get to your doctor and get your HRT dose changed. Okay. Right. So last one was still struggling with hormones, bloating slash mood. And this person's just, <laughs> it's funny, she's like stressed. Um, her son had another operation. Her daughter sitting her first uni exams. And, um, She's stressed because she stupidly organised a four-day sit-out break the week before Christmas. She's stressed because she's trying to organise for Christmas. She's stressed because she has control issues and she's feeling a little bit out of control. She's like, I could go on. Okay, so like at mood, like I've kind of touched on this a little bit. Like your um your hormones are going to have an impact on your mood. Where you are in your cycle is going to have an impact on your mood. Um, but it's also going to have an impact on your stress levels and actually how you feel that you can show up and handle this stress as well. Okay, um, so please don't be too hard on yourself. Like we have to tap into that self compassion. Um, but at the same time, I have a question for you. Okay, so as stressing over things that aren't in your control help is that helping you long term? Now, I am not for one second saying that you're not going to stress about your kids having operations. You're not going to stress about your kids having exams. But what I would say is like, where are you focusing this stress? So if it's on like the outcome of the operation or the outcome of the exams, like you don't have any control over this. And I know that that's a really difficult thing to get your head around. But you do have control over... How you can be there for them. Um, and that's potentially what I would be focusing my thoughts on. Okay, so not on the outcome of the operation, but potentially like how you can show up for your son in the recovery part of things. Potentially not on the outcome of like your daughter's exams, but how you can show up for her um, to help support her. So sometimes like this, again, it's like potentially like, just a little bit of a mindset shift a little bit of a shift on the focus, but it might help you feel like you are more in control um, of a, 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 an uncontrollable, really, at the end of the day. And it might make you feel a bit a better, okay? um, I also think as well, so something I like to remind myself when I'm feeling a little bit stressed, a little bit overwhelmed, I know that I've got lots and lots to do, I like to remind myself that these things always get done, okay? um, it, We always end up getting them done, and I get that that doesn't really help the stress in the moment, but sometimes reminding yourself that it can give you that little confidence boost to be like, right, okay, I do get these things done. I do. I, I you know, Christmas is going to end up a lovely day, um, and I will get things done. Okay. Um, if we're talking about like if you're feeling super super stressed this week, like, do we need to reset our expectations? Okay, do we need to reduce our non-negotiables? Do you need to delegate some Christmas tasks to your husband? Like, I know that you are a control freak, but can your husband take a little bit of that load? Can you can you task him some things to do? Um, like, uncomfortable question again, but do you need to address your need for being in control and get comfortable not being in control all the time? Like, is this control, or this feeling of control serving you? Again, there's a few potentially triggering, like, Triggering questions in there that potentially you could dig do a wee d- deep dive on your um, breakaway. So yeah, have a little think about these, but enjoy that time away, okay? Um, because you're not going to enjoy it if you are over there worrying about things that really you like that are out with or your control. All right, so go and enjoy. Um, I think this is the last. Yeah, Last struggle, so um, me time slash phone free time slash sleep. So a few kind of relatable things on sleep and some bits and bobs. So first struggle, so also, I also related hard to your chat about phones at night. I think I might need some help here. Um, so this was in the last podcast, so because I was basically saying like my coach is getting me to come off my phone at night um, and I was finding it really, really tricky. Um, I'm staying up later and later, kids are sometimes, kids sometimes need me up until 9pm, then I'm completely frazzled and feel totally behind in anything I need to do, then I just decompress, stare at my phone for a bit and then think, shit I need to get stuff done, like how fucking relatable is this guys, shit I need to get some stuff done, so she's back doing some stuff in the house until like 10, 11 o'clock at night and then she goes back to sitting on her phone and ends up in a scroll hole for an hour or so, okay, um, and then basically it's having an impact on how she is the following day. Um, and she's like basically saying like, I feel like this is like, me time. It's but it's an unsu- unsuccessful attempt at me to have time, peace, and quiet. All right. Um, and then it it has impacted how she's shown up the next day because she's tired. She's losing her patience. She's overeating because she's tired. All right. So there's a few bits here. All right. Um, and then we've a couple of people, thinking um, saying about sleep. So sleep's been rubbish um, since finished night since the morning. And then this person also is a night shift worker, so she's back on shifts for two, starting on Friday, and it's making her feel crap um, through the day. But, what I would say, i have been here, she's made her non-negotiables, but it's been like wading through treacle, and that is such a good description of how you feel when you've had a poor night's sleep, alright, it is literally like wading through treacle, wading through mud alright it's so so difficult so much harder when you've not had any sleep and somebody else had said about not sleeping great um, and that was meaning that they were craving carbs alright so let's start with the phone time and that like intentional phone like phone free time alright so like I said like, this was something I was telling myself like oh this is my time it's me time it's my time to decompress and switch off now this is something I absolutely 100% want absolutely every single person to do but what I would say is is sitting on your phone scrolling for half an hour an hour really in allowing you to do this or are you ending up like overstimulated comparing yourself to other people on, on social media remember this is a highlight reel are you stuck in a tiktok scroll hole um, and do you end up feeling worse do you end up feeling more pissed off because you feel like you've wasted like valuable time because I know which one I was falling into all right um, that me time on my phone It was, I was, I was was ending up feeling worse. And, like, you know, social media can be a really good thing. Like, but if you're coming off of social media or your phone feeling worse about yourself, it's not serving you, okay? And I know how easy it can be to justify this time on your phone. Oh, it's my time. It's my time to, to switch off to decompress. And there might be some times that you genuinely do enjoy it. Like, maybe you get stuck in, like, a funny meme, like scroll hole and you and it's, and you're genuinely like, you're like this is this, that was fucking hilarious I really enjoyed that um but I think what you've highlighted is what you said in, in your struggle it's an unsuccessful attempt at time slash peace and quiet okay a lot of times when, when we do this with our phone it is purely habit all right um, so, you're probably finding that you're getting down after getting the kids settled and you're on the couch on your phone with, without even really thinking about it. It's just what you're doing, all right? Moving away from that habit, building a new habit is going to help feel uncomfortable, especially at the start. You're going to have to get very intentional. Whether that means um, putting your phone in a different room, keeping your phone up the stairs when you go down the stairs, um, turning your phone off, turning it on airplane mode, um, removing the apps, um, setting a timer on these things. like. You, you might have to be a little bit brutal um and intentional especially to start, okay. Maybe it means setting yourself a limit. So maybe you set yourself um that you you're gonna get your stuff done first, get your stuff done that you need to do within the house. So and then you set yourself like 15, 20 minutes where you're gonna have that mindless scrolling time. But it's like mindful, mindless scrolling time if that makes sense. Um and then your phone goes away. And then you maybe have like 10, 20 minutes where you're literally just Sitting with, like maybe like a cup of peppermint tea, and watching like a quick episode of something um, with no phone, no screen, or you go to bed. What you'll probably find is you are, um, it's going to have a positive impact on your sleep, um, and you're going to show up better the following day as well. And that's the thing about sleep, like so. What this person said about waiting through Chico, it is is such a good example of. Or explanation sorry about how it actually feels to show up the following day after a poor night's sleep all right but well done like for getting your non-negotiables done like um but i think what you've noticed is the impact that like, this lack of sleep will have and i know that you are a shift worker like working night shifts is part of your job like like i said at the start of this book i am just off i'm post night shift i am not feeling my best self um but lack of sleep is going to have an impact on your energy levels, like your general feeling of well-being. It is going to have an impact on cravings, on hunger levels, on your mood, your ability to show up. Lack of sleep is going to have an impact on every aspect of your life. So if you know that it's sleep, you have to start taking control of the controllables around about sleep. Okay, so thinking about sleep hygiene, thinking about um the your sleep environment, okay, so do you have blackout blinds if you're working shifts? If you do not, please go and invest in blackout blinds, blackout curtains. I have both; they are going to have a massive impact on that. Eye masks, um, earplugs as well, because if you're trying to sleep post night shift and it's noisy outside, again, it's going to have an impact. Okay, how is your room? Is it cool? Is it dark? Um, that's going to have an impact. All right, this screen, your screen time before bed. OK, because it is going to stimulate you, those blue lights that, that come off the, sc- the screens is going to have an impact on the secretion of melatonin, which is going to have an impact on how you might um, drift off and getting into like, that deep um, REM sleep as well. Do you have a bedtime routine um, or a nighttime routine? I say bedtime routine because I like to say that because I know that I work with shift workers. And that you can do that regardless of the time of day. So even if you're coming in post night shift, you still do your bedtime routine. So you still go for a shower, do your skincare, maybe do some gratitude, read your book, bed. The stuff that you would do before going to bed at like normal times, normal, normal human times. Um, Sleep hygiene. If you can get into a routine with this and set up your sleep environment, that's going to have um, a good positive impact on your sleep okay other bits exercise exercise moving your body getting out in daylight thinking about your caffeine intake um, thinking about alcohol intake when you eat before you go to bed what you're eating as well so if you're eating like high sugar high fats and um, carby things right before bed like that is going to have an impact it's going to spike your blood sugar and like that might have an impact on the, how you get like the likelihood of you Drifting off to sleep and the quality of your sleep. Okay, for some people, again, people are going to be very um different. Some people like to have a bigger meal before bed because you can get into that like post-carb like slump, and it that helps you. Other people are not going to like to eat just before they go to bed. Um, they maybe like to give that to give the, their body time to digest that meal a little bit. Um, you can kind of figure out what works best for you. Um. But this is all gonna have um an impact. Um so yeah, just bearing that in mind um and kind of working on that. Um oh I've got another struggle here. <laughs> oh dear. And I've got questions as well. Guys, I did warn you it was gonna be a long one. Um so carbs. I've struggled um with keeping active, force myself to go out at times, but still not always reach my steps. I feel disappointed in myself because I know I could do better. I've not been as organised as I, as I would like, mostly due to lower mood and going back and forth um, to Glasgow. I can't seem to keep my carbs down. um, And then somebody else had said about moving away from carbs. I'm eating too much bread type things like bagels, etc. And I think it might be making me feel bloated. So I really wanted to address carbs. I think carbs get a bad rap, okay? But carbs aren't bad, all right? Um, you don't have to cut carbs out or you don't have to keep them down, okay? They are not causing you to come out of your deficit or maintenance calories. Um, or sorry, if they are. If they're causing you to come out of your deficit or your maintenance calories because you're overeating on carbs, then we might need to look at the amount you're eating. But otherwise, carbs are not the problem, okay? Because it, like it's not the carbs that you're eating. It's like your calories over time that's causing you to gain body fat all right and this is not just coming from carbs it's coming from protein it's coming from fats it's coming from like your overall diet it's not carbs okay carbs aren't bad carbs are delicious they are the main um energy source of the body the preferred energy source of the body so if you're doing any sort of like lifting exercise we need carbs in our diet like um to thrive okay so it's it's not the carbs that are the issue but sometimes um I know a lot with like the like diet culture they have like a bad rap on carbs. Um like you need to cut out carbs, like you know, you need to go low carb, keto, etc. Like and you don't. If you do feel like bloating after eating carbs, like I would keep a food diary, I would keep a note on when bloating is worse, um what you've eaten before when bloating is worse, but I would also keep like what I was saying about um, like your bowel habits and stuff like that, and like everything that can impact that. I would have a, a, a look at other triggers slash stressors that might be also causing bloating, okay. Um, other thing if you've changed from like white bread or white bagels to like maybe wholemeal wraps, wholemeal bagels, wholemeal bread, then increase in fiber might initially cause a little bit more bloating as your body gets used to it, but um. That will get easier over time. I would say, like, if, if that is the case, but keep stick with it. Don't just cut the carbs out because you've noticed a little change in bloating. Drink more water, um, keep your body moving Um, and just see how you feel in a couple of weeks. Um, But there are a lot of things that can cause bloating, okay? And I would hate to say that it's carbs and just cut the carbs out because carbs are delicious and life would be really grim without them. <clears throat> so I would just keep a note on other things that might be impacting your um, bloating and then we can maybe address this like next week for instance. Okay guys let's um rattle on with the questions before I completely lose my voice. <clears throat> um, so I feel more able to deal with my emotions around food and I'm allowing myself to enjoy my days out etc but how do I make sure I get back on track the next day without changing my attitude to good slash bad food or treats etc I don't want my days off to last too long. So, firstly, like well bloody done, um, for feeling that feeling more able to deal with your emotions around food. Okay, what I would say is like your attitude to food being good slash bad slash treats. It shouldn't change regardless of whether you have a day out. Okay, I think working on your relationship with food and the language that you're using around food will really help. Because if you're thinking like, oh well, I'm having a day out, so I can have more bad foods today or more treats, I think it it makes it harder because when the day out is like over, potentially you might be saving it like saving these for these days. Whereas if you are like if food is not good or bad, okay, and then you could have like these the the foods that you're maybe saying are like quote unquote bad, you can have these any day that you want. Like they don't feel like a treat. Okay. So you then you don't have to have like days off from them. So actually like going back to your non negotiables and stuff after the like like your your weekend etc then it doesn't feel like there's a big change and that is just a mindset shift all right um the thing about this is like unconditional permission to eat so you have unconditional permission to eat these foods whenever you want so you can have these foods on a tuesday for instance all right if you really wanted them all right now remember like your choices will have consequences but um once you give yourself permission to eat these the actual like cravings will probably reduce, and you'll feel like you can get back on track like so much easier because there's no real big distinction between the two. There's no real big, big distinction between what you do on a Saturday and what you do on a Tuesday, for instance. But before it was potentially that mindset, like I'm saving all these like these quote unquote bad foods for the weekend, and that sometimes can get stuck in that like over restriction slash over reduction um, over-restriction slash over-indulgence um, cycle whereas if you've got unconditional permission to eat you can have these on a Tuesday if you really want to if you make the compromises and stuff and the adjustments to your week you don't feel like you're really making like that many changes it becomes just part of life and you you adjust and adapt and be flexible around about it um but I feel like that's the mindset shift um that you need to move forward um next week next question so suggestions for reducing weighing is there value to oh my gosh what have I done here is there value to no weighing or once a week rather than daily it's still messing with my mind a bit suggestions for other ways of measuring success Um, any recommendations for reading about mindset around this okay so here's so this person um, we are now like kind of in a body composition change so fat loss um, weight loss is not the goal anymore. Okay, so what are the skills actually doing for you now? All right, what the, what purpose do they now have on your journey, and what does success look like to you now? Okay, and what is the best way to measure this? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, like I've got more questions and answers, but we need to answer these before we move on. Okay, so have a think about these and get back to me because. I do believe for you, for this particular person, the scales don't play a big part in your journey anymore. Okay, so potentially we move away from them. Potentially we just have a monthly weigh in. So we can just see like that that your um your weight is not like fluctuating really, really high and stuff. But we're gonna be focusing more on things like your progress pictures, how you're feeling in with your weights, how the your reps, your um like how the weight is feeling your performance goals okay so think about your sport like how how do you tra- how can you track progress in your sport that is going to be motivating for you it's going to allow you to see that you're still making progress like because what works for me might not work for you so for me I b- might be like well I like to track like um, sets and reps in the gym I like to see that I'm making progress I like to look at progress pictures like, well, that doesn't really that doesn't do it for me but this would Okay, that's absolutely fine, but so have a think and get back to me. Um num- last question. So when I was seven, I had a major operation, I have a scar from below my boob right down to my stomach to my belly button. My muscles have obviously been cut. I wonder if there's any exercises that I can do and um, that would help that area. Great question. So that operation was quite a long time ago, okay, and then when they would be when they would be like um sewing you back up, they would have um, so your muscles together as well. Okay, so the muscles should have healed and knitted back together. Um, but if you do feel that like you've got any issues here, um, you can go and see a um, oh my gosh, a pelvic health physio. i absolutely forgot the what were called it. That's terrible. I mean, you don't have to have had children to go and see a pelvic health physio. They could just assess your core muscles um just make sure that you don't have any other like symptoms they can also advise exercises Um, but any really sort of like deep core exercises are going to are going to help like so I love plank and all the variations that come with your plank so front plank side planks um Copenhagen planks your reverse plank. I just think that that is such a good stabilising deep core exercise. Um, I also love like pallof presses. So that is where you stand side on to the rig. You can also do it in a cable machine. You are fighting the rotation. You're fighting the rotation of the weight to, to move you like towards it. And you're bringing the, the weight or the, you can do it with a band forward and back. I loved them when I was pregnant. Um, and I think that's a really good tough core exercise. Um. So the, the, those are like two of my favourites. And again, like with all of your lifting stuff, like even the stuff you're doing in the gym with your PT, like is lot like you should be in, like bracing your core. You should be thinking about your core throughout these movements. Like all of these exercises are working your core to some degree. Um, but I would say like if you do have any sort of exercises that would help in that area. Um, if you do feel that like you're limited by it, um, I would go and see a pelvic health physio um, if you want any recommendations. I know a couple of amazing ones in the area um, and can I get them to give you the once over and then they can also um, recommend some exercises as well. Guys, again, what a great episode. I'm just totally bigging myself up there but I've really enjoyed recording this loved your questions, loved your wins, loved your struggles I'm so sorry that I've not got through all the wins but like I say I'm going to put them up on an Instagram post as well have lovely lovely days and I will speak to you all on the next episode thank you so much for listening to this week's episode I really appreciate your time and attention if you enjoyed this episode then I would be so 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 grateful if you shared it with just one person and that's going to help me help as many women as possible and if you're interested in how I can help you um, then please get in touch. You can find me on instagram at fitness, or I'll leave a link to my whatsapp below.